Welcome to another exciting episode of The Tax Efficient Investor. Listen in as host Michael Johnston demystifies tax-efficient tactics to help you grow your wealth. We break down complex tax strategies and make them simple to understand and easy to implement. From HSAs to IRAs, 1031s, trusts, and more, we cover it all here on The Tax Efficient Investor. Welcome to the show. I'm Michael Johnston. Joining me today is my friend and business partner and the co-founder of Wealth Channel, Andy Hagens. Andy, great to have you here. Happy to be back. So Andy, for these first few shows, I asked you to come on and ask me about the tax-related topics that you, as a high net worth investor, wanted to learn more about. You sent me over a great list of topics and questions, so we're just going to continue working through them. With that, I'm going to hand it over to you. You're going to ask the questions. I'm hopefully going to give you some great answers. Yeah. Talking about the solo 401k, I'm excited about this topic. I'm not an expert about them, so I want to dive in, but uh, I got to tell all the listeners, all the viewers, these things are freaking awesome. I mean, I, I know you have a whole list of tax-efficient vehicles, investment types, strategies that you're going to cover in this program. But for me, this is like rocketing right up to the top tier. If you're able to do one of these, you should definitely do it. But Michael, let's start there. Why are solo 401k plans so freaking awesome? Because they are. They are. And, and 401k plans in general are awesome, Andy. I like to think yep. of this as like the workhorse of your retirement portfolio. For a lot of people, the vast majority of people, most of their retirement wealth is going to be in their 401k because, as you said, it's awesome. It's it's a workhorse. And it's awesome for a couple of reasons. One, it's got pretty high maximum. So you can get a lot of money into a 401k. And then there's some pretty great tax advantages. Your money grows tax-free. You can either make tax deferred contributions. So you pay pre-tax and it reduces your tax liability today. Some people make a, a Roth contribution, they use after-tax dollars, and then they withdraw tax-free down the road. So pretty sweet tax advantages. Your money grows tax-free a lot better than a taxable account. But that's, so that's 401ks in general. So if you work at a big company, let's use Ford Motor Company. Andy, I know you're a Michigan guy. Ford Motor Company was my first job out of school, so I'll pick them as an example. You work at Ford Motor Company, you're going to have HR rep on day one is going to say, okay, you got to pick your 401k options, fill out this form. We're going to withhold some money from your check and it's going to go into your 401k and you're going to accumulate a huge amount of money by the time you retire. And that's great. Uh, if you work at a nonprofit or a university, there's, there's something similar, um, a 403b. Um, but if you're self-employed, there's no HR rep on day one, Andy, right? That comes up and says, here's your training. And by the way, what do you want to do with your 401k? Right. It kind of falls on you. You've got to figure it out. You've got to decide, okay, how do I do this? How do I set aside money for retirement? Uh, like, like people who work at big companies or, or big nonprofits do. And there's a few ways to do that, Andy. The solo 401k is one option. There's something called a SEP IRA or a simple IRA. A lot of our audience has probably heard of those. Maybe some are even using those. But for me, the solo 401k should be the default tool because it's the easiest to get a bunch of money into. The, the max for 2023 is $66,000. Yes, you heard that right. You can get $66,000 a year, potentially. We'll talk more about how into a solo 401k. And if you're over 50, 
you can actually get another 7,500. So you start getting above 70 grand a year, each year that you can put into a solo 401k. So for an individual, that's literally like 10x what I could put in a backdoor Roth. That's right. I, I mean, that's talking about bringing a bazooka to a squirt gun fight, right? If you are self-employed, I mean, you just by default, no you, you want to funnel as much as you can into one of these plans. If it's an option, it's not an option for everybody, right? So who can do this? Who should do this? As you kind of pointed out, if you work for a corporation, if you work for a nonprofit, you, you can basically do your regular old 401k or 403b. By the way, I don't think their limits are quite as high as the limit. For, maybe I'm wrong about that. But but like those are a good deal in and of themselves. A lot of times the, those also have the employer match associated yep. with them, right? So they're just a little different. Um, but this is not a vehicle for someone who has a regular old job and an access to a regular old retirement plan at their day job, right? That's right. So the a big limitation here is you can't have employees. So you can't have employee, full-time employees or common law employees. So if you have a contractor who's essentially an employee who works just for you and, and works more than a thousand hours a year, the IRS is going to deem that to, to be a common law employee and you're not going to be allowed to use it. So you can't have full-time employees. You can have part-time employees who work less than a thousand hours a year. Uh, but that's that's the biggest requirement, Andy, and that's going to rule out a lot of people. So you, you can't have employees, but there's no restrictions on the entity type. You can be a C-Corp, an S-Corp, a, a partnership, LLC, sole proprietorship. Uh, any of those will, will work for being able to use a solo 401k. By the way, sometimes called uh, an I-401k or an individual 401k. Uh, but the name is maybe a little bit misleading. It doesn't have, you don't have to be the, the sole proprietor, the sole employee, uh, as long as there are no full-time employees. So if there's a handful of partners in a company, say, and there's, there's no employees, but everyone there is self-employed and a, a partner and an owner in the company, you could set up a solo 401k and have multiple people contributing to it. And then, Andy, the other thing I can kind of guess where some people's minds are going is you've got to have some earned income to be able to fund this with. You're going to be limited uh, in the amount that you can contribute to your earned income, the amount that you can contribute as an employer to your net earnings from self-employment. So you can't just be thinking, well, I'm going to set up an LLC and set up a, a solo 401k and basically use it to move money from my taxable account to a tax advantaged account. That's not going to work. You got to have the business actually has to be making money. It has to be paying you in order to do this. Right? If you can do those, check those two boxes, you've got no employees and you've got some income coming in, then you can do this and you probably should do it. So the ceiling then, if I'm a business owner, the ceiling, there is a ceiling into what I can fund this with. Like if my business makes a billion dollars a year, there's a, there's a ceiling, like a statutory ceiling on what, but but for a lot of business owners, the realistic ceiling is going to be how much money their business makes, right? Because I'm thinking of like, uh, you know, my wife who teaches piano part-time, like she has a business, but it's not generating hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in income, right? So it's going it, to, like if she set one of these up, it would be limited by the amount of income that her business generates. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I think that's what I like to think about this, Andy. So you kind of mentioned earlier in a normal 401k, if you're at a big company, if you're at Ford Motor, there's the employee contribution, what you put in, what you take out of your paycheck and put into the 401k. And then a lot of times there's an employer match. They may match up to 
6% of your compensation or whatever it is, it's all over the board. And it's actually pretty similar with a solo 401k. So the difference is that you wear both hats. You're both the employee and the employer. So let's, let's tackle that first bucket first. As the employee, you can put in up to $22,500. That's the limit for 2023. It's going to go up next year, goes up every year. If you're under 50, the, the amount that you can contribute as an employee is 22500 And you can do that, Andy, as a traditional, meaning you're using pre-tax dollars, or as a Roth, meaning you're using after-tax dollars. I don't want to get us too into the weeds here, but that is a, a, a distinction that I think is important to make. So that's bucket one. Your hat, you've got your employee hat on. You're going to withhold some money from your paycheck. You're going to set aside $22,500, put it into your solo 401k. Awesome. But you've got to have at least that much in, in, in earned income, Andy. You've got to have at least $22,500 to be able to do that. So it's actually, you know, whichever of those is, is lower, 22.5 or your, uh, your, your earnings, your earned income. So let's move on to hat number two, taking off the employee hat, putting on the employer hat. As an employer, you can essentially, this gets kind of complicated, like all good tax code does. Um, <laughs> essentially, you can put in 20% of your compensation, of your net earnings from self-employment. You can make that with the employer hat on as the employer contribution up to 43,500. So you add those two numbers together and that's how you get to $66,000 is essentially the, the maximum contribution you can make here. Um, but to your point, Andy, you're kind of limited with your employer hat on in how much money you're making. So it essentially comes down to We'll kind of skip through all the all the weeds. It essentially comes down to if your net earnings from self-employment are about two hundred and thirty thousand dollars, you can get to that maximum number. And if it's less than that, you're just limited. You're not going to be able to get the entire sixty-six thousand, but you can still get a pretty significant contribution in as the employer that you're going to make. Yeah, and even if you know, starting with that employee hat. Yep. Even just that amount is over, it's triple or three and a half or whatever times what you could put in a backdoor Roth. So again, I can't, I can't really overstate how much space this creates, right? Like, like to me, that's really, when we talk about tax efficient investing, that's really like the main issue, right? If, if I look at my whole portfolio, I, I wish that the entire portfolio was tax advantaged. That's not the case, right? Uh, some of it is like, I, you know, I did the backdoor Roth for like 10 years in a row. At one point I had a 401k at one point, my wife had a 403b. So we have these buckets that are tax advantaged, but it's it's pretty rare to create this much tax advantage space in the course of a single year. And so I want to ask you how much wealth this can create. But I mean, even, even before you dig into the numbers, I'm thinking, wow, 66,000 a year, or even just the 225 per year over 25 years, I mean, that's just a tremendous amount of tax advantage space before any returns, before any of that tax-free compounding that occurs. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's a huge, we're talking huge amounts of money here, Andy. So let's answer that question about how much wealth does this create? I think it's always important to ask because, you know, there is some complexity involved here. So you got to think about, is it, is it worth it for me? I think for most people, the answer is going to be a pretty resounding yes, but let me try to quantify that a little bit. So I like to think of this, Andy, let's do two scenarios. One, you set up a solo 401k 
And then scenario two, you don't. So your alternative is probably you're just going to put this money in a taxable account. You're not going to defer any of this income. Uh, it's just going to go into a taxable account. You're going to get taxed each year. Pretty suboptimal for a lot of reasons. So let's run those two scenarios out and let's figure out in retirement, after you've paid all the taxes, how much money are you left with? So, Andy, of course, it depends. How long do you have? What kind of returns are you getting? What are your tax rates? But let's let's try to quantify this. So I'll just use an example here. Let's say you've got 25 years. So you're in your you're in your 30s or early 40s. You've got 25 years. You're going to put aside the full 66k. You're able to do that. Now let's say you've got a tax rate of about 35% right now. That's important because contributing is going to reduce your taxes today. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get 8% a year. Let's assume an 8% annual return over 25 years. So doing the solo 401k. In this hypothetical scenario, it's going to create about $115,000 of after-tax wealth in retirement. So that's just for one year, that's for one person, and that's the incremental money you're going to have in retirement uh, just by doing this. Uh, pretty awesome, Andy. Like That's a huge number, right? If you're doing it every year and you yeah. do it a decade in a row, that creates an additional over a million dollars. And well, yeah. do it two and a half decades. I mean, it it will you know add up into the millions. And 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 back to my point earlier, you know, this hundred fifteen thousand dollars that was created because you maxed out this solo four hundred one k with sixty six thousand. But even at twenty two five, you know, I'm trying to calculate this in my head. That's that's going to create over thirty five thousand dollars in in wealth, I believe. Uh, that's right. And again, that's just one year. And by the way, Andy, there's a lot of people who will do this for themselves, and then they'll do it for their spouse as well. And you can have your spouse uh, as, as a, a partner if they have earnings from your business. There's no reason they can't do this as well. So you're quickly talking, I mean, we're getting into some big numbers here, potentially putting away uh, upwards of $130,000, $140,000 a year and creating a quarter million dollars of wealth uh, and incremental wealth in one year just by taking advantage of this strategy. Well, walk me through it. I'm sold. I, and I am self-employed. I've decided I'm doing one. What's step one? What's step two? How do I get this rolling? So step one is make sure you can do this. Uh, make sure that you are, again, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but if you have employees, you can't do this and you're going to create a huge headache for yourself if mm. you try to. So make sure that you are actually able to do this. Uh, and then, Andy, there's a couple of different ways you can go. So Vanguard and Fidelity have what I call like off-the-shelf solo 401ks. You can get everything rolling. You can get all the plan documents. Takes a couple of days, maybe, but definitely go from nothing to having the thing completely set up in less than a week. Uh, There's some more bespoke providers too. If you want to customize your plan a little bit, Uh, you want to have some additional features. um, We charge a couple thousand bucks up front. For some people, it's worth it. For some people, that's not really necessary. The Vanguard plan is pretty good. It allows you to do Roth contributions. It's very low cost. Um, So. Select a provider, whether it's Vanguard. We'll put some links in the show notes to some other providers as well if you are interested in those more spoke options. Um, and then you've got it set up, Andy, and then you make you start making your contributions. So you set up like you would if you're working at Ford Motor Company. You set up your elective deferrals from your paycheck. So you can do it as quickly as, you, as, quickly as possible. You can do a little bit every month if you want to max it out. That works out to a little less than two grand a month you're going to be putting away. And you invest that in accordance with your strategy. You think of your portfolio, 
the money you've got in tax advantaged and, and taxable accounts. Think of that as kind of one portfolio. Invest it. You know, what, what's right with your risk perspective, your risk tolerance, all of that could be stock funds, bond funds, balance funds, et cetera. Uh, invest in accordance with that. And then it's a little bit tricky when you take off your employee hat and put on your employer hat, Andy. So mention that how much you can contribute kind of depends on the level of earnings you have from the business. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are probably saying, well, wait, I, I don't know how much my business is going to make until you, sometimes April, sometimes if you file an extension, it's till September of the next year right. uh, that you figure out how much money you made the previous year. And then that impacts how much you're able to kick in as the employer. And that's right. That's how this works for a lot of people doing solo 401ks. They won't make that employer contribution until the next year, until they finalize their taxes, they figure out how much they can kick in and then they do it. And it's you know made in the following tax year, but uh, it's kind of retroactive and applies to the previous tax year. So a little bit of a wrinkle there with that delay in timing, but uh, that's what needs to be done because we've got to have those tax returns done essentially before we know how much can we put in here? Good motivation. It, it's, it, it's fairly straightforward. I mean, you and I have done this. We know how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not rocket science, which is like music to your ears. If you're saying, wow, this sounds incredible, uh, but it's a huge pain in the butt. It's not really, it t- certainly takes some work, but it's not more than a few hours to get the whole thing set up. And again, you know, a lot of these tax efficient strategies require some paperwork, some administration the amount of tax advantage space that you're creating here is it would be worth a tremendous headache it actually isn't a tremendous headache but even if it was i think it would be worth it and to your point you do need to have that business tax return essentially finished to know how much the employer contribution you know what amount that can be it's just good motivation to uh you know file you know complete your business tax returns i suppose so you know, you you kind of alluded to a few of these, but I want to be absolutely clear. What are the landmines? What are the mistakes that I might make if I wanted to set one of these solo 401ks up at my business? So, I mean, the big one, again, broken record here, having employees or, or not being eligible mm-hmm. um, going to create a huge headache. Um, once you've got it set up, you want to make sure you get your money in there with your employee hat on. So you do need to get that piece in by the end of the year. So don't delay. Fund it as soon as you can with your employee hat on. Um, and then with your employer hat on, it's going to depend on how much money you made. So, you know, if can overfund it, they can put in more money than they're eligible to. And that's going to create some headaches too. So easiest way is to just wait until you've got that tax return, figure out how much money you made. With your employer hat on, kick in that contribution. Um, but Andy, it's it's fairly straightforward. I mean, those are the the biggest mistakes that people can make with this. But uh, it's not rocket science. It's it's not that hard to avoid getting tripped up here. I'm going to add one other mistake, uh, which is just not doing it right. Because I know <laughs> I like personally know business owners who are eligible, and they just haven't gotten around to it. And the juice is just worth the squeeze. Right. Like yeah, that's right. I mean, Andy, we talked about creating $115,000 in incremental wealth. Like, I don't know what your hourly rate is, Andy, but um, mine's, mine's a lot less than that. So even if this is taking yeah. a significant amount of time, which it doesn't, uh, like well worth it, especially, you know, considering a big part of the lift is up front. Once you get it done, it kind of runs on autopilot or mostly autopilot a couple hours a year to create that much wealth. Like, come on, no brainer. 
I'll let you add one more here, Andy. I alluded to this, but if you can, get your spouse doing this too. Get them contributing. Not everyone's going to be able to do that, but if, if you can, if your spouse is eligible, put him or her on your solo 401k as well. Be careful though, right? Because you might have a happy marriage and then you go into business with a spouse, you know, that can be fraught with its own dangers. But uh, I, I do want to ask, you know, let's assume... I set the plan up correctly. I confirm I'm eligible and I am eligible. I don't have any employees uh, and I don't overfund it. You know, I fund it correctly. Are there any other risks that I need to be aware of? Is there anything I need to be worried about when I'm setting one of these up? Yeah, so I think, Andy, when we're talking about tax strategy, I think it's always important to know, like, am I in a gray area here? Am I interpreting something like really aggressively? Um, and it might be a headache for me if I get audited, or am I completely in the clear here? And, you know, I, I joke, Andy, I complain about how how long the tax code is, depending on what methodology you're using. You can say it's 7,000 or 70,000 pages. Uh, but in this case, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes it's good. There's a silver lining there and that you can be pretty confident that a few of those pages outline all the rules for a solo 401k. It's <laughs> not an aggressive strategy. There's a publication called IRS Publication 560 lays out a bunch of the rules, you know, it's dry, you're allowed to contribute this much if you're up to 50, this much if you're over 50. Here's how you calculate what you can do as an employer match. All of it's like pretty spelled out, Andy. So to answer your question, you're not really aligned on any aggressive interpretation here. Really the only gray area that I found relates to employees kind of deciding what counts as an employee and, and what doesn't. You can get into potentially a little bit of gray area there. Um, but no, thankfully, We've got these uh, thousands and thousands of pages of the tax code. We'll spell it all out so that you and I can sleep easy at night knowing that everything we're doing is totally above board and totally in the clear. Absolutely. So, I mean, you, you heard it right there. This isn't risky at all. You're basically using a vehicle as it was designed. So if you're self-employed, you don't have any employees, I want you to run, not walk to your desktop computer and start googling you know plan providers and 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 make make that commitment to set one of these up this year this month because it it really is an incredible vehicle to build wealth yeah absolutely andy and we'll put those in the show notes we've got a whole guide on this that goes even deeper into some of the nuances of the solo 401k we'll put that in the show notes for anyone who wants to really dig deep but for now, Andy, we've covered all the basics. I think that's about all the time we've got. So I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank the listeners. If you have a moment, we'd love it if you could leave us a rating or a review on Apple or Spotify. It makes a huge difference. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks, Andy, for joining me again today. Oh, absolutely a pleasure, Michael. That's it for today's show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify to help spread the word to other investors. And we'll be back soon with another episode.